Oh, no. One more thing. Banks are failing. You see that, right? Better take account of your team. Better come up with a plan. Got some shit coming. Thinking that. Man, the world coming to an end. Got the news on. Figured I'd get some inspiration for some crap to talk about, right? Got the election coming up. People are starting to announce they're they're in the race. Yeah. That's something that matters to us, right? Because that's the person that's going to project our beliefs. That's the one that's going to do our bidding, right? Except for... Have you noticed they don't really do our bidding? They don't really say, oh, yeah, hey, Chris, yeah, yeah, I promised that I was going to do that. And then from the time they hit that chair until the time we finally kick them out, they they work deals and work angles and their bank accounts get bigger and they get richer and they learn more and they have more power. And the entire rest of us are sitting around going, God, now what, right? Now what? Uh <laughs> enough on the news list let's talk about something important let's talk about you you do know why i'm here right you do know why i keep showing up it's because someone needs to tell you hey dude hey dude how are you doing how's your ship how's everything going for you i mean let's just say that this whole thing is actually true. It's actually going to happen. It's happening. It's playing out right in front of us. These are the end times. Oh. It's not probably not just going to happen like bam, because it's progressive. I mean, we're getting more snow. The storms are getting more severe. A few banks are failing. Interest rates, everything is kind of going crazy right now. So, but let's say that's the case scenario. If you were to look at the people around you, the people in your family, your your group, your unit, how confident are you they would be able to help you survive? Here's the deal. If they're not helping you now, if they're not lifting you up and you're not working together as a team now, I guarantee when six feet of snow falls on your ass, you're going to be wondering who's on your team. got to tell you i do not like lazy people i have no use for lazy people and the reason i don't is because lazy people aren't moving anywhere and what do i mean by lazy people i mean by people who just will not do anything they are they're barely taking care of themselves and that's as far as it goes and it's okay to be lazy if it if it's just you right if you're if you're just hanging out and you're doing you you have a crappy little apartment and it's dirty and you, you got dishes in the sink and you don't do your laundry and you smell like a goat but you you do shower and go to work you go to work every day but other than that you and your phone your video games are your best friend right you got that image right if you're alone and that's you're the sole uh contributary and and beneficiary of your efforts hell yeah rock and roll Go be the Mountain Dew drinking guy stays up all night playing video games and doing Rubik's Cubes, right? And I'm not judging. I'm just saying do it, right? But where we get into trouble in this whole arrangement where we say, hey, you want to be friends forever? Oh, yeah, hell, I want to be friends forever. Okay, cool. Let's be friends forever. Is when you do that, you're no longer in your little cubicle where you get to do whatever the hell you want. And what your partner, that person you're going to share your life with, does actually does have an impact on your life. Because let's face it, I, I mean, I'm not a scientist by no means, but I can tell you this. That cleaning up after one person is a hell of a lot easier than cleaning up after two. 
What's ironic about that is as simple as it is to see that, right? It's easier to clean up after one person than it is t- than two, is even while we're consumed by that idea and we're frustrated by the people who won't seem to do carry their end of the load, right? Carry their, their weight, right? Is we just run around, we're like little Roombas and we just run around and we pick up the best we can and we do the best we can. I don't have anyone on my team right now that's in the wrong place for me. I know the people in my life that I can count on, that I can rely on, that will be there, that are strong and able to do what I would need them to do, that I would ask them to do. And I know there are people in my life that I can't count on. For you to be able to identify that in your own life, it'll do a couple things for you. It'll release you from the burden of having to chase after everyone else. But there's another side to this whole story. There's another side that we don't realize happens when we make an honest evaluation and we truly consider who's on our team. You know, cool part about it is you can tell rather quickly if someone's on your team. It's a really simple process. You see, you walk up to them and you say, hey, listen, can you do this for me? And depending on what they say and what they do will determine if they're on your team. See, the true definition of being on someone's team is to love them more than yourself. No way. What? Well, I say that, and and, and you'll understand what I mean here in a minute, but my point is that when I do things for my wife, even when I don't want to do them, I do them for her because it makes her life better, and it makes... It's, it's something she needs of me. She is my team member. She goes, hey, dude, I'm down. Can you help me up? Can you get those dishes for me? I'm tired. Sure, I got that. See, the other side to being like the team Roomba or the, the leader of the team, but you can't seem to get anybody on board with you, right? Is you, is you're, is you get this expectation that people are going to help you. Right, And this derails your own life because you actually have this idea that if you focus all your energies over here, people will somehow come in and backfill behind you and make sure that the stuff you miss gets done, right? So there you are, you're, you're, you got it in your head because you know how a team is supposed to work, right? But so you get it in your head because you're the team leader, you get it in your head, like, okay, they're going to backfill. So you start doing other things and then eventually you're surprised. You like turn around, you're like, well, guys, I thought you were cleaning up after me. I thought you were... You had my back. I thought you were on my team. Here's a little tip for those of you who have a sucky team. First and foremost, you don't have to take charge of the team. The first person in the team you have to take charge of is you. And that is you have to learn to adapt to what's around you in a position and a a direction that makes your existence better. Because guess what? You're not going to be able to rely on them, right? You keep looking back and thinking they're picking up the pieces and they're not. If they're not if they're not taking their share and lifting it up so it's easier for you and you're carrying the entire load, then what you have to do is you have to refine your resources. What does that look like? What does it look like to evaluate your team and then go, all right, here we go, guys. There's some jobs getting cut. <laughs> Somebody's getting their pink slip. <laughs> It is so friggin' simple to run your team. If you're the only one on your team, if everyone else is off doing their own thing, then guess what? You are a team of one. 
If you can solicit the help of other people and they become part of your team, then you become a team of two and that just perpetuates. But here's the critical issue here. If someone is saying that they're on your team, if you're treating them as a team member, that is you're coming in behind them and you're you're filling in where the gaps are to make sure things run smoothly, but they're not doing the same thing for you, they're not on your team. That's just That's just point blank. All right, ladies, now this is where you can go ahead and listen in. Just listen to this for a minute. If you've got someone laying around your house and all they do is them, that is, well, you know, I work. I go to work every day. What do you expect from me? Right? And you and you're backfilling, you're doing all of the other stuff. You cook, you clean, you do laundry, you change the channel, you bring them a beer. You're just not it's just you're carrying everything else because of this one endeavor that they do every day. And you ask them, hey, dude, can you? And it's this big fight or this big resistance to the point that very quickly you learn just not to ask. You just do it yourself. That is a bad team member. If you're on the team and you're sitting around the table and you're planning out the week and you're telling them, okay, guys, this week, everybody's going to clean their room and everybody's going to make their beds. And and listen, I got this stuff going on. We're going to do this. Everybody in. Yeah. And then you go through your week, and at the end of the week, you realize no one did any of it. And what did get done was done half-assed. Guess what? They're not on your team. What do you do about that? What do you do about that? I mean, you got some lazy 40-year-old boy laying around. He knows he's a man because he does man stuff, but he's really not a man because he doesn't do man stuff. He doesn't do all the, any of the important man stuff. Of course, he's like, well, you know, don't judge me. Well, you're on a team. What are you doing for the team? What are you doing to make anyone's life better besides your own? You know what they call people who just hang out and do them 24-7? They're called bachelors. They're called unencumbered adults who have income, no children, no wives, no obligations beyond what it takes to make the living and live the life they do. That's how that works. When you have a husband or a wife or a partner or whatever you share your life with, that adds that revenue to your to your overall performance level, right? That is increased performance level times two. Why? Because now there are two of you. There are two of you, and together you can do twice as much. You can earn twice as much. You can have twice as much fun, and best of all is when you get done having all that fun and doing all that stuff, you have someone to share your story with. You have someone to high-five. Wow, that was cool. We made it through St. Louis in our RV. Woo! Chances are you're not much different than your neighbors. Chances are your life is not significantly better than the people down the street. Maybe you have a little more money, maybe a little more stability, but you wake up every day and you have this burden. How would you like it if you could cut your burden in half? Or let's just say there are five functioning people on your team you and four other people, and they're all capable of performing everything that they need to do to support the team. Can you imagine how easy everybody's life would get? Uh, That's what I'm talking about. Let's talk about how to just execute, just to do it, just to do it. In two months, you're like, damn, he's right. Damn, this is working pretty good. He's right. Damn. All right. 
Let's do this. You know, I tend to overcomplicate shit. I just want to overthink it and overthink it and overthink it. Let's get to the, the meat and potatoes of this whole thing. You got people in your life and you're having to do shit because they won't do shit. They're probably not an asset to you or your team. That's the bottom line. The mistake we make is if you love those people and you kind of have an idea and you're holding on to the dream for what your life looks like, it's easy for you to just have these expectations that things are going to get done and your life is this constant cycle of up and downs when you when you think they're going to change and then they don't and they're just the same lazy, selfish ass as they've always been. And I'm not directing that just at guys. I'm directing at you too, ladies. That's the, that's the point of this conversation. You know, and as far as I'm concerned, and I'll just say this straight up front, as far as I'm concerned, the only thing worse than a lazy person is a lazy person who lies to you and more than that lies themselves about how great they are. They have one shining moment every day where they go off to work and they get to be this person, whoever the world sees them as, and then the entire rest of their life is centered around them. They have a whole circle of people relying on them to stand up and set the standard, set the pace, and they're laying back under a tree taking a nap, right? The truth is, if you have people in your life around you who are not contributing and supporting you both individually and as a, as a group, then you have to sit down as the leader and say, all right, well, what do we need to do about this? jumping into that classic scenario you know the the guy sitting in his basement he's 25 told his mom he was going to go to school but then he decided he was going to try out for the video game wars or the big challenge he's going to win this year right and it's been seven years eight years almost eight years going on eight years in the basement he's put on a few pounds not really moving much anymore just kind of hanging out there got to keep the door shut not exactly the most pleasant odors come from that area now you know eight years of a bear hibernating down there drinking mountain dew and eating cheetos how do you get to that point in your life how do you get someone on your team like that i mean when you think about a war situation you got this big old guy he's out of shape he doesn't move and now you're going to carry him along with you i don't think so your life is somewhat of a war right you just heard the bank's collapsing right you have cost of things interest rates housing there's a crash coming oh no right can you really afford to have all hell break loose and you get stuck with some lop ass anchor in the basement of your house question is what are you going to do about it what are you gonna do about it just keep talking about you hey honey could you pick up your clothes hey honey could you uh, uh could you stop drinking so much hey honey could you uh everybody brings something to a team all right either negative or positive but you want to know who is the most important team member on the team most important member of your team is you because without you nothing exists let's just face it without your presence and what you're able to execute nothing exists the problem we have is we have this struggle with keeping that contained within us that idea contained within us think about think about how much time do you spend consumed with how you're doing and what all of these external forces in life are having the impact they're having on your life you know you're just walking around oh yeah just doing it just doing it accepting the fact that you show up at the house after eight hours of work and nothing has done nothing's been done the house is dirty. There's dishes in the sink. Someone's been laying around all day playing video games or doing whatever the hell they do. And you just walk in and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, hey, honey, how you doing? 
It's five o'clock. It's time for him to go get his whiskey or do whatever he does. You get your wine and there you go. The first step to becoming a great team member or to enlisting movement in other people is to become great yourself. Because when you start moving, which is essential regardless of what anyone else around you does, when you start moving, you start growing. You become better as a team member. When you start focusing on you and setting a standard for yourself, maybe the rest of your team will never respond. But the cool part about that is you'll be strong enough You'll be strong enough just to leave them behind. You can just move on. Oh, you you don't want to clean? You don't want to clean your room, Mr. Adult? You want to clean your room? You know, I'm kind of tired of having an extra adult child in my life. Kind of tired of it. Listen, you're not, obviously you're not on my team because you've been off work. I've been working and you, you didn't run the vacuum cleaner. The lawn didn't get mowed. The garage didn't get cleaned out. I mean, we talk about all these things, right? We, that's in the big plan. And then somehow or another, something happens. The water has been dripping from the AC unit for like a week, running down the roof. And, but, you know, I understand you're busy. You may never change that. You may never change that standard. And you, you technically can't make someone want to support you as a team member. But if it ain't helping, it's hurting. right? If it ain't helping you, it's hurting you. That's where the tough choice comes in. That's where that tough, tough decision comes in. When you have to say, you know what? You're not really that good for the team. Got to tell you that. Let me just give you a warning here. You're not, you're not rocking, rocking this team. You're not lifting up your end of it. So we might have to make a review, make some adjustments. That's where evaluating the team really gets tough. I don't know. This is going to be the tough one because guess what? This is the real moment of truth, right? You know, over there, miss, miss our Mister or whatever team leader, right? You're you're the one pushing, pushing, pushing all of the agenda, right? You got it all going, but no one seems to be cooperating. A couple of reasons for that. Number one, you probably have a lazy ass team that hasn't been trained properly. You just just can't be motivated, and at that point, you dismiss those people from your squadron that are no longer contributing. But the other the other bigger side and motivation for that is when you're when you're claiming your possession of a team. That is, you're kind of driving it and pushing it, and you coordinate everything, and you pick up the pieces for everyone else. That kind of puts you in a leadership role. You know, when someone else sticks their nose in and they start wanting to advise your people on your team and you go, get back, I'll tell them what to do. I'm the team leader. When you're in that position, it's likely that it's probably because when you take a look at what you're doing, it's probably not the most optimum performance. It doesn't enlist the highest level of of respect and and consideration. I mean, when you walk into the room, it doesn't suddenly hush, fall silent because you have excelled at what you're doing. If you're lop-assing as a team leader, if you're lop-assing as the team member, the first thing you need to do before you start looking at all those other team members is say, huh, what am I doing that I shouldn't be doing? What am I doing to excel and to elevate this team? You know, am I getting shit done? Am I, is all my business handled? You know what I'm talking about, right? You know what I'm talking about. You got all these habits and these things that are detrimental to you. They're not moving you in any positive direction. And then instead of focusing on what you're, what's broken in your life, what's broken in your choices, you're over there running around trying to tell everybody else what to do. 
the most powerful influence you will have on people is not in what you say, it's in what you do. Hands down, I have the credentials to have this conversation. Why? Well, let's see. My wife and I got married when she was 16. I was 18. She was pregnant. We were uneducated. We didn't have any money. And yet my wife and I retired at 54. We have three successful children, adult children and great and grandchildren. And we have uh, been married 42 years and uh, we live debt free and we've been traveling around the country in our RV and we both have full retirements. You want to know the reason I can I can tout those, I can brag about myself, I can get all in my business? It's because it's true. It's because it's true. I have a great team. Not only my wife, but my family, my kids. I have a great team. I have people that are just acquaintances that I call team members because we rely on each other's counsel and we talk to each other and we engage, right? And, and we establish standards in our relationship, right, that makes our teamwork better together if you're calling the shots if you wake up every day and you make a lot of the decisions and everybody else is just scurrying around like little ants doing what you're saying before you can actually be fully effective and completely successful in that the first place you have to start is with you with you if you're not moving forward in your life personally where you set the example for others and you say see i told you this is how it's done And then there's the other side of this whole conversation. That is those team members, you're on board, you've figured your own stuff out, you're online, you've set the standard, you're moving forward every day and you look around and you've got people who just can't seem to get it together. You're calling the shots, right? You set the example, you set the standard for yourself and for those around you. If they don't fit in, if they aren't rising to that level, you've got a choice to make. All right, so let's just let's step away from all that ass chewing stuff. Let's just let's just get kind of close and comfortable, right? Who, who are you? Who 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 are you taking care of right now? Which is your from the standpoint of team membership and and the percentage of effort contributed to the to the mission, right? Whatever that mission is, most for most people, the mission is to get the bills paid, to make sure the house isn't too much of a wreck, to get the laundry done, to get some food eaten, maybe drink a few beers. That's the that's the mission. When you look at your life and the role you play in it, and more importantly, the role that other people's play in it, how does it how does it pan out for you? I mean, do you have this this dynamo team? They're like they're like they're like puppies standing at the door, can't wait to get to it because they just you know they're there for you. They got your back. You know they're they're in it in the game with you. They're they're ready to do what it takes. Put me in, coach. Right, I'm ready to play. Or are they just sitting back? watching you work are they just sitting back watching you grind it out if you're tired of waking up every day and you can't seem to get any help and you're tired of thinking about it and you're tired of pushing for it and you're tired of wanting it and you just like to be able to wake up and be in your zone every day all day long you have to be the one that decides to do that that starts within you and this is how this is going to work. Let's imagine that your your priority is the dishes. You you just can't stand dishes, but you keep asking the team members to help out. Hey, can you can you do the dishes before you go to work or you come home and you and the dishes are still in the sink and you're like, "What the hell?" I mean, god, what the hell? I was gone all day, you couldn't do the friggin' dishes, right? 
if you want to relieve yourself of that stress, the best and easiest way to do it is just stop thinking they're going to do it. They don't, they haven't done it in the past. They don't consistently do anything. And the only time they do anything for you is when it benefits them, right? It's like, hey, mom, I know I'm grounded, but if I do the dishes and clean my room, can I go out? Oh, yeah, sure, that's cool. I think it's the single most derailing aspect of any attempt to live your best life. And that is the expectation that other people are going to do things that they're not. You are only in charge of you, even though you're you're the member of a team. When it comes down to it, if you're you you choose to do it all, right? You choose to run around like your chicken like a chicken with your head cut off while everybody lays around. But when you realize that no one else on your team is playing along, they don't want to be on your team. They don't care about your success or failure. When you realize that, that becomes your decision to say, you know, am I, am I really still going to do all this? Why am I doing this? Right? Why am I working so friggin' hard and then complaining about it? <laughs> Did I tell you the banks are failing? Did I tell you there's snow, a big, the Pineapple Express is blasting across the atmosphere, getting ready to take the entire world out? Ooh. If that were actually true, I can't think of a better time for you to say, hey, all right, um, team, are we ready for this, right? We're going to get a bunch of snow. We're going to get rain for hours and hours and days. We should, maybe we should build an ark, right? Whatever that dynamic thing is you're facing in your life, you know, this would be a perfect time for you to take an ev- and make an honest evaluation of your team. Let's face it, there is no better time than now to get get figure out what your resources are, make changes so that you're in the best possible position you can be in, in spite of maybe where your team is. You can invite them to come along, but you, you can't make them do it, so you kind of have to realign your resources to make sure at least you're ready for what comes. You know, the bottom line is we all have to make that choice, right? You're sitting in the life you're in and you look around and you think, who can I count on? Who can I count on that's going to take care of me? Who's going to help me get up off the ground when I fall, right? If you can't motivate the people around you to do that, if they're not there to support you, then you have to ask yourself a tough question. And that is, why are they there? Let me just tell you this. I will help anyone. I mean, I really love helping people. And 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 this is this is this is an example of that. I mean, this is tough. I don't know if you realize it, but every once in a while you just get in this struggle where you're saying, you know, why do I continue to do this? And the reason I do it is because I just have to believe that somewhere down the road someone is going to say, you know, he's he's right. Why am I on a team that doesn't support me? Why am I the only one working my ass off every day and everybody else is reaping the benefits of it? If you don't have a good team, go find it. Go create a good team. Get rid of the get rid of the dead weight on your team. If you got a twenty year old or twenty five year old son living in the basement, friggin' leeching Mountain Dew and sucking the life out of you because he isn't doing anything, maybe you need to reevaluate. Maybe you say, you know, yes, sir, I, I think I think I can imagine my life without him. What? I think I can imagine my life without this extra baggage that isn't doing anything for me or the team. I feel blessed because my wife is my number one team member and I have my kids are my team members and we talk about things and we evaluate things. Is it perfect? No, it's never perfect. The moment it gets perfect is when we stop working for it. 
I don't know what's coming, but you know what? It might be a good idea if everyone on your team were working toward the same goal, to make a, make you stronger as a team, to achieve more, to live more, to grab more of the benefits and the wonders that this life has to offer. That's my goal. I continue to bring it. I need your help. You need to jump on there, hit that share, hit that like, have a comment, give me a suggestion about a podcast. I guarantee no matter what the topic is, if it has to do with self-help, living your best life, accessing things you have never been able to access in your life, I have the answer for you. I challenge you with that. Uh, Share, like, do all that stuff you're supposed to do. But even more than that, don't forget to launch every day from a platform of kindness. I guarantee it'll make your life better and it'll make the lives of those around you better. Until next time, my name is Chris Haquez and this is Your Best Life Defined.